Welcome to the Pure Parenthood podcast, brought to you by Pure Baby. I'm your host, Tiffany Wells, and I'm the head educator here at Pure Baby. Hi everyone, so today we're excited to speak to Sally Wood, who is the CEO and founder of The Mindful Mum. Sally is also a mother to six-year-old Lila and four-year-old Charlie. This episode's all about the importance of self-care, what self-care is and why we all need it. It's a really important topic and I'm so excited to chat today. So thanks, Sally, for coming on. Thanks so much for having me on, Tiff. <laughs> so, so Sally, can you tell us a little bit more about The Mindful Mum and why you started it? Yes, absolutely. So The Mindful Mum is essentially an online platform that helps mums squeeze self-care into their precious spare moments. We bring together expert-led online wellbeing classes tailored to the needs of mums. And it was created specifically because of the wholehearted belief that when mums nurture their health and happiness, everyone benefits. The flow-on effects cannot be underestimated. When we're feeling strong, calm and connected, the benefits ripple out to our loved ones and it's really the ultimate win-win. Yeah, so I guess I I realised early on in my mothering journey that nurturing our loved ones really does start with nurturing ourselves. In the first few weeks, I was unlucky to have experienced ongoing bouts of mastitis and a breast abscess that left me in and out of hospital right at a time where I felt like I should be devoting my absolute all to my newborn baby. It was in that moment though, where I experienced firsthand the utmost significance of the oxygen mask theory. I was gonna be no good to anyone if I didn't take care of myself first. I needed to heal and I needed to adjust to my new identity as a mum, but I also noticed some deeper resistance to doing this. Slowly but surely though, I started to cultivate a daily self-care practice where every night when my little one went to sleep, I would light a candle, roll out a yoga mat, do some light stretches and a short meditation. I also turned to the practice of mindfulness and realized just how powerful it can be in the context of motherhood. You know, where things can go from pure magic to mayhem all in a matter of moments. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So before long, I was preparing to return to my demanding career and I was increasingly anxious at the thought of how I would juggle all the roles I had to play while also managing to find that much needed me time. So I kept thinking if only there was a place where mums could go where they could learn to love and nourish themselves and get the support they need to not just survive but thrive throughout motherhood. So yeah, that's when I made it my mission to bring to life this dream of an online sanctuary completely devoted to the well-being of mums. That's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so powerful and I think it's really helpful to hear people's stories along the way, particularly when you're starting you know, on your own parenting journey. So what is self-care really? Yeah, it's been quite the journey, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I think while there's been a growing natural thirst for self-care, I think the concept still remains a little fluffy and it has a tendency to be thought of purely as pampering and indulgent activities like, you know, spending the day at a day spa or, um, you know, yeah, spending hours getting massages and things like that. So mm. I think it is helpful to first get clear on what self-care truly is. One of our amazing teachers in the sanctuary, Susie Redding, has a great working definition for it. She describes self-care as health care. It's nourishment for the head, the heart and the body. She also makes another key distinction that not only is it nourishing our present selves and our needs in the moment, but also our future selves and the person we're hoping to become. 
So from that perspective, you can see how one glass of wine genuinely savoured at night can be a form of self-care. But if that glass then turns into three or six, your future self isn't exactly going to be thanking you the next day. Or how having friends around soon after having a baby can be really exciting. But if it means you're overextending yourself by having the house and be, you know, really clean and perfect and busy catering for them, you know, that activity may actually be more depleting than nourishing. So I think sometimes self-care is having the d- discipline to say no, even when it's uncomfortable. It's about cultivating that awareness around what genuinely nourishes you and what depletes you. And also realizing that your needs are going to change over time as you evolve. Yeah, I love what Susie says, like self-care is health care. It's nourishment for the head, heart and body. I mean, I think it's so important to, to really emphasize that and understand that in more deeply. Um, it's great to be, you know, to be able to broaden your understanding of self-care, I think. It's, it's um, not always easy to, to do the things that we know we need to do that are good for us. So, you know, why, why would you say self-care is really needed in, in everyone's lives? Yeah, you're right. It's not an easy thing to do. So I think it's particularly important to understand why self-care is so crucial, especially for us mums. Look, the fact is in this modern world of mothering, it's really hard to avoid stress. It's really an inevitable part of life. And I think one could even argue a certain amount of it could even be good for us to keep us evolving. But the nature of stress is that it accumulates where we can find ourselves being reactive and showing up in ways we're not proud of. And we all know prolonged periods of stress are not good for our health, which is precisely why we can't afford to be complacent about it. So this is really where self-care comes in because it's the thing that can help us cope with the inevitable stresses of life. A concept that's really handy is thinking of having an energy bank or an energetic bank balance. Self-care is the means by which you make deposits into that bank so it can stay replenished and avoid tipping into the red zone, which so many of us can relate to. Yeah, I love that one. It's a really good little one yeah. to be thinking of, I think. It's good to have a visual of it. I it think. is, and yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, I think it is important to remember these five key reasons we need self-care. Firstly, we need it to help us cope through periods of stress, loss and change. And let's not underestimate the huge psychological transition we go through when we become mums. Mm. So secondly, I think we also need it to help us heal after these periods. You know, in this fast paced life, many of us don't really give ourselves the space to even process what we've gone through. Thirdly, self-care also provides an energetic buffer to help protect us and boost our resilience. So when we engage in self-care, when we've taken care of our head, our heart and our body, we're able to access the best version of ourselves. You know, we're more compassionate with others, but also to ourselves. Mm. We're generally happier, more energised at ease. And finally, I think this last one is really important. We all want to be able to raise compassionate and emotionally resilient kids. So self-care is ultimately something we're able to model to them. So as your children grow, you can teach them the importance of their own self-care and engage in a range of practices together. 
Yeah, it's great to have some insight as well as, you know, why we need to take care of ourselves as this can often be forgotten, I think, even though, as you've explained, it seems so simple and makes so much sense, Sally. I think, um, you know, (laughs) we all kind of have so many barriers up for ourselves as well. So what are some of the barriers you feel that mums face? And, and, you know, when it it comes to engaging in regular self-care, what are some of the things we can do to overcome these barriers, do you think? Aside from the practical challenges, I guess, in in lacking in energy and being particularly time poor, I think mums also can experience some of that deeper mental resistance when it comes to self-care. So it's good to unpack that and actually notice what comes up for you. Mm. The most common barrier I think we tend to hear on this front is guilt. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've heard this saying, but there's actually a saying, the minute the baby comes out, the guilt goes in. Mm. And this is particularly true when it comes to taking care of ourselves. It's almost nature's way, I guess, of keeping us um, evolving. I don't know, but it's a tough emotion I think all mums can relate to. Mm. So first and foremost with guilt, I think it's really key to remember that it's normal to feel it and accept that it probably isn't going to go away. Um, you know, it's, a, it's sort of about just recognising that feeling when it does rear its head and just coming back to those reasons why you need to engage in self-care in the first place. Mm. So actually a really great mantra our teacher Susie Redding shares is, it's not me first, it's me as well. So all you're really doing is just making sure you get a look in too. You know, it's not selfish or indulgent. It's really self-preservation mm. and it's crucial for sustaining yourself throughout motherhood. It enables you to be the best version of you. And isn't that what we all want? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So now I guess going back to the practical challenges, I think it's worthwhile recognising there is a bit of an art to self-care. So as mums, I think we really need to be creative and rather opportunistic at squeezing it in whenever and wherever we can. You know, we don't usually get huge pockets of alone time. So try not to wait for the perfect time to fill your cup. You know, in some cases, mums can wait years, but you're better off remembering that a little bit often beats a lot seldom. So try and weave in those micro moments of self-care where you're really peppering these little little moments of nourishment into your day to keep that energetic bank balance topped up. Mm. So for example, like when you're changing your little one, Use it as a cue to do three slow shoulder rolls and encourage a more open-hearted posture. Something as simple as that, you know, it really can, you know, boost your mood throughout the day. Or um, when you've gone and, you know, put your baby down for a nap. Now, this is a big one. I think many of us mums, you know, suddenly launch into wanting to do all the things and needing to do. There's a lot to do, let's face it. But just try and resist the urge to immediately rush into that and just give yourself permission to pause, even if it's just for five minutes, and do something nourishing. So, um, you know, I think we often hear, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps. And, you know, and yeah, look, I I think if you can do that, fantastic. But, you know, I think as mums, we struggle with it because often we do feel like we need to be productive. And the reality is there is just often a lot to do. (laughs) So, you know, I think this is where a meditation or a yoga nidra practice can be so beneficial because you can boost your energy levels in a really short space of time. So I found that's been really helpful for me. But, um, you know, and then on those days, like some days when you're really lacking in energy, you could simply lie with your legs up the wall and have your eyes closed for a few minutes. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but yeah. it's really powerful. Mm, it can be really good. Boosting. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic for relaxation and, um, you know, it helps 
the, the, the blood flow going through your body and, um, you know, it just gives you energy and, and relaxation at the same time. It's mm. really cool. Mm. So when you're feeding your baby, okay, so there's plenty of moments when you're feeding your baby, um, you know, you spend a lot of time in those early months doing that. And I think many of us sort of have a tendency to automatically just go reaching for our phone and scroll <laughs> through social media. And we're trying to connect, you know, with the outside world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, it's normal it's very it's very alluring to want to to you know do that but i think the truth is we can it can leave us feeling pretty depleted and we don't really realize that accumulative effect that being on our phones has you know Mm. um so i think it's not really giving ourselves a chance to genuinely switch off as much as we might think so you know just try getting into the habit of passing that time even if it's just a portion of that time you know um with some mindful breathing exercises so you know you can use those quiet moments as an opportunity to actually develop skills of compassion and gratitude and this is where i think mantras can be really helpful Mm. so you could simply repeat to yourself as you've sat down and just even if it's at the start say to begin with you're going to give yourself five minutes to practice this and you just sit there and you say i soften into this moment or after you've been doing all the things all day you could sit down and you could go i appreciate me all of these things are effectively skills that do need to be cultivated Mm. but over time i think they become more automatic so it's really a case of training your brain to notice what you're needing in the moment and doing your best to follow through then and there with a small act of self-care so you know just a couple of other examples you know it could be as simple as noticing you're dehydrated um, you know, I think we get through our day without even having a glass of water sometimes. It's just so focused on everything else. And mm. so it's just sometimes tuning in and going, oh, actually, I've got a bit of a headache. I might need a glass of water and taking a moment to actually pour yourself a cup of tea and go and sit outside in the sunshine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, finally, I think the barriers tend to fall away when we bring a level of intention to our day. So, you know, when you roll out of bed for the first time in the morning, it's really easy to sort of latch on to some of the more negative thoughts that our minds tend to wander to. I think especially when we've had broken sleep. So, you know, try and think to yourself or better yet, you know, even write it down. Um, we encourage mums to do journaling and all of that, you know, where you just could simply just write one word. It takes two seconds to, to connect with a feeling that you want to have that day. You know, it could be, I want to feel calm. I want to feel joy. Um, and you, when you connect with that positive emotion, you're more likely to actually tune your awareness and align your actions up to that feeling throughout the day. So, you know, I actually do it with my kids now while having breakfast in the morning and it really can set the tone for the day. Mm. I think um, knowing that um, all of these things are, are there as tools and I can, it's so helpful, Sally, I think that, you know, considering some new options that you haven't considered prior to starting a family is also important because, you know, mm-hmm. we just, we have these other things that we might do before having kids, but often they're not necessarily things you can do so much once you have your own family. So some of the things that, mm-hmm. that I think are great that you've mentioned or that I've used myself are simply having, you know, alone time, creating some mantras for yourself. I definitely try to get out in nature whenever I can and go for walks because that really helps me and just breathing yeah. in the beautiful 
beautiful fresh air. Um, having a hot, hot cup of tea and finishing it's definitely one of the things that I've done um, and I try to do it at least once a day because you know you get busy and you forget about that cup of tea sitting there um, as well as spending yes. a bit of quality time you know with each of my kids each day and my partner and um, actually what I've got in my phone is is an, um, a little reminder that actually comes up saying spend eight minutes a day with each child and that comes up every day in my phone and I find that that is just a great reminder that it's not about necessarily about the time that you might see each other and what it is that you're doing. It's more about intentional quality time for me anyway, because I've got teenagers. Um, so that's really helped me to remember that that's important for their self-care and also mine, you know, feeling connected to them and and that sort of thing. And, and just, to, just being slow and not doing stuff every second, just spending that quality time with them has really helped me. So also having a shower at the end of each evening and visualizing washing away like my worries and frustrations from the day also really works well for me to reset myself at night and hopefully have a restful sleep and get rid of the day and start afresh. So there's some of the things yeah, that I've tried. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think, um, you know, it, you're right, like self-care really does take on a new form when you become a parent, which is why I think it's really important for mums to have that broad and varied self-care toolkit to draw from because our, our needs do sort of change day to day and they evolve over time. And I think when we're really um, sometimes tired or, you know, just, yeah, time pause, all those things that we talked about that can be the barriers, we often forget what, what makes us feel good in the moment. So it's good to have like, you know, have these things top of mind and, and little systems like reminders that like you mentioned, um, mm. like that to prompt mm. you, I think is really powerful. Mm. You know, but yeah, some days, you know, we might need something more vigorous where we really want to move our bodies and work up a sweat and other times we might need something super gentle depending on what we're navigating and how we're feeling. So for me, like the absolute anchor for me has been to have a daily meditation practice. And look, I know we all know the importance of or how the, the value of meditation. You hear about it everywhere now. And, and a lot of mums that we speak to, like they say, oh, it's not for me. I've tried it. I, um, you know, I can't switch off my monkey mind, all that sort of stuff. And um, just, just bear with me and I'll tell you a little bit about my story because um, for me, like my kids, let's just say they weren't necessarily the greatest sleepers. <laughs> so I actually turned to meditation purely to help with sleep deprivation. Mm. But over the years, like, you know, I'm now sort of seven years into it and it's become an, a constant. It's absolutely a must have for a whole range of other reasons. Um, but ultimately what I think is amazing about meditation is it enables you to be more mindful in your day-to-day -day life, which is something we all want, but we struggle with. So meditation is like mindfulness is almost a byproduct of meditation. So it's enabled me to be more reactive, more focused when I'm working and trying to get all the things done. Um, I'm more connected to myself. I'm more in tune with what I'm thinking and feeling and a whole lot more compassionate. So it's just been, it's been fantastic. So I highly recommend meditation mm. as a tool for mums. And, um, you know, like I think with anything, it's a bit like it just takes a little patience to sort of break through that initial sort of uncomfortable feeling of feeling like your mind's constantly racing. It's a bit like going to the gym, you know, you need to, um, you know, you need to sort of stick with it and push through the, the pain initially, I think, to get there. And yeah, I think it's yeah, also yeah. really important to have a comfortable um, setup when you're trying meditation for the first time or um, even even like using guided meditation practices and things like that can really help. Yeah. Um, I have a fantastic cushion that I use, which, which just, it makes, it doesn't, I don't get a sore back and things like that. So yeah, worthwhile looking into that. Um, 
And then another amazing tool that I recommend for mums, if you haven't tried tapping and, you know, maybe you haven't felt, you know, that you've needed something like this before, but tapping, or it's called EFT, um, stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, but it's an amazing tool for anchoring into the present moment and calming that stress response, where effectively you're literally tapping on the meridian points or energy hotspots to restore balance into your body. And I love it because it's a short and powerful way to honour and release difficult emotions. So, you know, often I'm like feeling really overwhelmed, rushing, rushing to get from A to B. And all it takes is just a few rounds, like which doesn't take very long. And in fact, the general setup phrase is, is as simple as this. So really easy to remember, but it goes like, even though I have this feeling of whatever it might be, so, you know, overwhelm or stress, um, you, you bring you say that and then you say I deeply and completely love and accept myself and you repeat that phrase as you're tapping on the meridian points and so generally I find after a few rounds of that you notice that feeling begins to subside so it's really great if you feel anxious and stressed a bit of the time so mm. um, and you can do it anywhere like you can do it while you're stuck in traffic or struggling to get your baby to sleep at night it's just really simple and effective Mm. so highly recommend tapping and um and then finally i think we all know the importance of you know daily movement you know it doesn't have to be like full-blown runs and you know workouts at the gym or anything like that like just some form of daily movement like you know ideally outdoors even in the middle of winter i think getting that fresh air or vitamin d if you can get it yeah um but you know it could be meeting up with another mum and taking a nice walk with a pram or rolling out the yoga mat and doing some you know pilates and stretches and things like that all that all of that adds up to really help those feel good endorphins you know get going and you know it really you know does help with your mood it's a it's a natural mood booster so i highly recommend you know even if you can't get out of the house like maybe pop your baby in the carrier and put some really fun music on and just dance around the house like just do that <laughs> that's a good one and it yeah. will help here's your energy you know? yeah um yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's so many other ways, you know, you can fill your cup as a mum. If you're short on ideas and motivation, we have a self-care planner that's filled with all sorts of inspiration, um, lots of tips and things. So uh, you can certainly have a look at that. And, of course, you can also try some of our classes in the sanctuary. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love this topic and I could talk about it all day. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Sally. I've picked up some great tips on self-care, as I'm sure our listeners have as well. This was such a great topic to discuss, as self-care is mentioned in almost all areas of life these days in some form or another, helping us all to realise, um, I guess, to not underestimate the unquestionable importance of self-care. And I think today was um, really great because it was very much highlighted. So thank you so much again for your insight today, Sally. It's been so informative. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Tiff. Thanks so much for having me on to chat. Yeah, it's been so great. And like, I'm really lucky to, to know you so well and to have some um, tools given to me over the years from you. And I have learned a lot over the time that I've got to know you. And I really appreciate your time today, though, and sharing it with all of our listeners. It's just been wonderful. So 
If you're looking for more support, please head over to www.themindfulmum.com. They have some amazing online classes and resources to help make your journey easier and more fun. You can also find them on Instagram at The Mindful Mum. And remember, if you'd like to know more about any of what we've discussed today and would love to get yourself a copy of the self-care planner that um, Sally's mentioned in today's episode, it will be available to download from the blog about this episode, which you can find in the episode notes and description. So have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I hope you found this helpful. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about this podcast. And if you'd like listening, please leave us a review. See you next time.